0: Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Brian and today is Monday, May 1st, 2023, and this is another episode of lots to talk about. And tonight my guest is a retired international insurance executive that quit to pursue his dreams of traveling the country, meeting people and hearing their stories. I don't know why I would want to talk to him, but he created and is the host of The Jar Live, a unique podcast that focuses on real people and real conversations. His American upbringing, then living in five countries and working in in 15 over the last 20 years, gives him a wide ranging view on life, people, travel, business, food, culture, and Pretty much anything you could want to talk about, and with that, I would like to welcome to lots to talk about, Ken Stearns. How are you doing, sir?
1: Thanks, Brian. It's great, uh, but it's a funky. It's always weird hearing your own um, your own intro going, you know, ah. just kind of going, yeah. I guess that is me. Somehow that <laughs> ended up being me. I'm 50 I'm fifty now. I guess that is me. I'm sixty. Sorry. Yeah, that's what happens when you get old. You got you got a lot to talk about.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you got a big background and uh, a lot to talk about. And at some point you figure you should probably start telling your story. Um, That's kind of why I picked up a microphone or listening to other people's stories more. Mm. Um, And that sounds like kind of what you want to do. But for my audience that doesn't know who uh, Ken Stearns is, maybe... um, maybe give them a little uh, elevator pitch besides what I told him. I mean, I was pretty thorough, I think, but uh, introduce yourself. Yeah.
1: yeah th- thanks, Brian. Yeah. I think you're, that, that one is pretty thorough. Um, you know, look, I'm just a, a, a kind of a Midwestern kid. I was the youngest of six and, you know, grew up in that idyllic time of, you know, bicycles and porch lights and, you know, ringing bells for dinner and playing outside and, you know, snowball throwing snowballs at cars and building forts and all that crazy stuff. Um
0: did you shoot bean guns or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I, I shamefully talked about this the other day, you know, we're shooting birds and shooting at squirrels and you know, we were just boys. We were we at one point got in the forest and we started shooting each other. And, oh, and it was yeah. just, only a stroke of luck nobody's eye got shot out. I mean, we were complete oh, idiots.
0: I I was telling a friend the other day that I uh we used to Total shoot dude. Roman candles at each other. We used to go up I in was, the get in the trees and shoot Roman candles at each other from tree to tree.
1: I, I got one better. We used to do the um the uh I would I would forget what you call it, the jousting. We used to get on our bikes at sunset and come at each other jousting oh, with the candle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we would tape it to the handlebar and, and that way it was a little more fair and you kind of had to you kind of had to aim it
0: <laughs> that's fantastic okay i yeah all right so you you guys were cooler than me because i'm like i'm 45 so i'm a little behind so you guys were cooler yeah. than us yep. you know
1: where now where are you from what i was from midwest i
0: I was from Western New York, uh, rural Western okay, well, New York, that's, west, yeah, south that's of Rochester.
1: that's same. Actually, Western New York is is pretty similar to a lot of the Midwest culturally. Um, yeah, I and then I, well, I moved, that. and
0: then I moved <laughs> to Minnesota for twenty years, and so I. Oh,
1: I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you double, <laughs> you triple down
0: yeah yeah I, I uh i couldn't believe it when i got there the first the first winter i was there it was uh over 30 days straight below zero for the high and i'm like where where did i move
1: <laughs> why uh i looked at a but, school up in minnesota and i think when, when i saw my breath fog in september i was on a on a school visit a college visit and my breath fogged on this guy's porch and i'm like i looked at my friend i'm like there's no freaking way bro sorry
0: yeah i'm yeah. out out. Yeah, that's I that's what drove us to, that's what drove us into a trailer. Actually, was the the winters and the cold. And um I mean, I had, I had it. I had a thirty-five acre homestead with meat in the freezer and wow. you know all, all the stuff. And I just couldn't deal with the cold anymore.
1: It, it's it's tough to deal with and so you just so did you keep the homestead or you just and you have no the we, the, we
0: we we finance this whole thing um kind of with the equity in our in our homestead that we yeah, had. The equity so
1: very yeah. interesting yeah it was yeah, fun so but I, anyway anyway you grew, yeah, up, that, you
0: grew up in the midwest and yeah, um
1: and i ended up you know i ended up with this um i ended up living in california um, so I, I, got a degree in accounting. I was an accountant for a while and really wanted to get into sales. It's kind of a side story there, but I got into sales and, you know, I've got fired from my, I sucked bad at it, got fired from a couple jobs. Um, uh, I, I was definitely, it looked a lot easier, easier than I thought it was. Uh, and I should have gotten fired from my last job, which was an insurance job, but I like through the, I don't know. I got super lucky. Um, I had this call one day. And I was on the ropes, man. I was at the edge of my tolerance for my boss. So I was close to getting fired. And I had this big deal. I was working forever. And I was like, I got the appointment with this person. Come on, boss. Come with me. Help me close this deal. We get up to the place. And, you know, the lady, the reception goes, oh, oh, Miss Jones. Oh, she's on vacation this week. (laughs) So I went back. We went to the McDonald's together. He bought his own cup of coffee. I had to buy my own. We sat down. I had a talk. And then, you know, somehow the universe kind of helped me out. And somehow I I got a job. I got somehow I kept that job. And fast forward, I that job was a particular skill set of insurance, like sales and and service. And then I saw an advertisement in 2000 for working overseas. And this was the skill set they were looking for was exactly what I had. And so I applied. A few weeks later or a month later, I got a phone call from Hong Kong. A month later, I was on a plane with my passport looking at in a country I'd never been to and a couple other countries I only you know couldn't imagine couldn't find them on a map probably still. was and,
0: it so were you were you traveling constantly or were you going and staying and then moving?
1: yeah, so the so the the in the beginning it was to go out there and just have a look-see around and see the job and ultimately get the job and and then bring the family out. and we lived in Hong Kong for 12 years. So, but the job was definitely every day, getting every week, every other week, for sure, getting on an airplane and traveling and going to countries and helping, you know, helping the businesses uh, with your skill set. And so I did that for a long time. So, you know, fantastic stuff, man, you you know, for people on the road, for your audience, you know, this is dream stuff. Uh, It's really getting to travel paid for by the company eating these, you know, these killer foods in country, you know, not right. not stuff, you know, not fruit shipped in over overseas or not food shipped in, but, you know, really live local people cooking local stuff, just bananas. And, you know, I got to live in, it's kind of a cool background is that I lived in, I didn't realize this till I kind of was writing some of the stuff around the podcast, but I lived in the, you know, the largest Christian country in the US, in the world, which is, I think, I mean, I believe it's going to be the U.S., I really lived in the com- largest communist country, which is Hong Kong, but China. I lived in the largest. Well, also a large one was Vietnam. Okay. So either either one of you pick one, definitely Vietnamese, pretty, pretty large. I lived in Indonesia, largest Muslim country. And I lived in India, the largest Hindu company and Thailand, the largest, uh, you know, the largest Buddhist country. So I lived in, you know, these other the some of the except Judaism, you know, the major religions, the other ones I lived in all these countries and. I ended up kind of believing nothing and believing everything spiritually. Um, yeah. and you know, and I'm a long lost Catholic myself.
0: So, I uh, you know, I had the same, I had the same kind of experience, not actually immersed in it in country, but um, was kind of given the opportunity. I was raised Methodist by my, my parents. And then uh, at one point it was, if he doesn't want to go to church anymore, let him go explore what he wants to do and figure out. Ah, okay. and so I explored those things individually. And then like when I went to college, I had a bunch of Jewish friends. So I went to synagogue and went to seders with them and stuff like that. And then um, explored a bunch of other religions. And I came to the same conclusion was, I think I understand them all enough to realize that they're all the same, but different. And yeah, yeah. They all, that was they're my- all driving at the same thing they're just coming it from different highways
1: yeah it is it, it's still sitting the scenery's a little different right on the highway the scenery's different and the you know the toll booths are different um but it is very similar and that that kind of had an impact on me i i ended up um you know kind of fast forward a little bit um one of the things that happened along the way was I I was sitting at a conference and we used to, we used to pay for speakers. I used to buy, you know, for our, for our teams, we would pay for speakers. And this one, this one kind of a service company, the sales guy looked at me one day and said, you should be a speaker. I I could sell you. And that started the road to hell, you know? So then I'm like, okay, I got to write a book. I should do that. And, and you know, and that little, that little comment, Planted, you know, like a mustard seed, man, that thing was a little mustard seed that he threw into the into the wind. Um, And, you know, it led me down starting to write a book. And then I ended up kind of half and half writing it, but just even very lightly writing some words down and some sheets of paper when I was in airplanes traveling. And then somehow. And it was called Dear Dad. It's a great idea. Letters to my father who passed away when I was twenty six so there's kind of moments you know you've missed that you'd want to write. Call your dad. So instead, like, right. and then somewhere in there, visiting my dad had passed, and then visiting my mom, who was super religious. Somehow, I also ended up writing at the same time writing dear De- dear God, letters to God a- around things like faith and hope and prayer and you know acceptance, forgiveness, compassion. So I was, had these two, and then I had these crazy jobs. Like I did that for a little while and then I had these crazy ass jobs and all that stuff went away for about six years, seven years. And, um, and I, I got out of one of those jobs and, uh, it was one of those moments. I don't know if you, if you've ever been in a workplace where it's just totally mental in your brain, you can't think or do anything else. It's just, it consumes you. And then you come out of it and you're like, "Whoa, what happened? And you're a little bit awake again. Yeah. I, yeah, that was kind of on, a, I,
0: on a daily basis, <laughs> right?
1: On a, Yeah. So it, it is like, you know, sometimes your, your work comes home, it comes home with you, right? You wake up thinking about it, you go to bed, you know, and there's times when some work is really, you know, stressful. And, and I was under one of those. And I but when I came out of it, I think the point is in a good in a good way, like you guys figured out, you know, kind of moving your territory is going to change your outlook. And I ended up in Thailand. I had a way better, you know, way better outlook. So anyway, I was thinking about I'm gonna do something good for myself. I'm gonna buy a guitar. I'm 52. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna be Bruce Springsteen. And
0: <laughs> it takes a couple of years to learn real good.
1: Right? I'll be fine in six months. Right? Like, I'm I'm smart. I'll be I like you know like six months. Right? How how hard can this I mean,
0: be? Rick Jagger isn't he like 97?
1: Yeah, he's like and he still plays. <laughs> So I, you know, I should, I got 30 years in front of me. Um, So I bought this, I went to this guitar shop and um, anyway, I bought the guitar, kind of fast forward. I ended up bringing it back to Thailand, but I brought it with a commitment to myself. This is kind of interesting. I don't know what would compel me to do it, but I'm like, I want to buy a good guitar. I want to spend real money, but I want to do it in a way. I want to commit to myself that I'm not going to quit after six months. Because Otherwise I'll buy a two hundred dollar guitar and then I, then it's gonna suck playing it. I'll suck and I'll just quit. Then I can throw it away and then I can put it in the garbage and I won't care.
0: Right.
1: So, or I buy a, a 1500 dollars guitar and I am married to this thing, right? I am I cannot quit on this girl and and I'll get a teacher. Right. And so I committed to I committed to myself for two years. And you know, that was a great, it was a great idea. This guy was a super he's he's still my friend. So I met this Filipino guy living in Thailand, bastard son of a priest. <laughs> and he is meant, we are meant to be friends. We're supposed to see each other. I mean, he's a miracle in, in a way. Like he shouldn't be born. Right? Right. He's, not, he's not even supposed to be here, except he is. And um, And he's just like, we should write a song. We should write a song. And every week he would just kind of pester me. And, you know, you can imagine like I, I can't even play guitar to hurt my I suck. My fingers hurt. I can't I don't even want to play for myself. And he's talking about writing songs. Um, so we did pull out some of my old words. I had kind of an epiphany. I'm like, hey, why don't I get my I got some words written down from these old right. books. Let's see if we can steal some lyrics from the drafts. And so you got to I brought I literally got a, a blue highlighter out. And flip through the pages, and I'm like, okay, faith. That's got the most words. And and faith is probably like pretty easy to find. Some like that's like a million songs about faith. So right. That's a it it seems like picking, that seems like shooting ducks in a barrel. And sure enough, you know, there it was. Just take the highlighter, and there's these different choruses. There's a chorus, there's some verses. I tell the story. And bam, in a couple Sundays, we wrote a song and I was just, I was floored. I was like, damn, that was easy. Like, shit, I never thought I'd be a, I'm a songwriter, bro. <laughs> Walking around, you know, and he put it to some music and we had words and, you know, we had a song and I got, I loved it. So we did another one. And then very quickly, I ran out of words. I didn't know how to write songs. I knew how to steal words from a, from, from a music, you know, but I didn't know how to write a song. Right. And, <laughs> And so I had this conundrum where I was like, I'm going to write the book so I can get more songs. (laughs) And so I started to structure the, it was a really slippery slope. And I ended up down, I very quickly fell down the whole rabbit hole. Uh, And before I knew it, Brian, I was was framing out my book for real. And it wasn't about the song. It wasn't about the music anymore. It was really about, I, I fell in love with the concept of the book and wanted to pursue that. And it became like a real, like a pretty good passion for me. Um,
0: did so you sing the book though?
1: Yeah, it's it's finished. No, and did so, you sing
0: it? Like as you wrote it, were you singing it? Oh uh, yeah, you-
1: I could have, I could have sang. Yeah, no, I don't think it would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would have worked. But I, I did, and it, it was kind of funny. Some of the, uh, some of the so- the lyrics. I put the lyrics in there. A few of the song lyrics in the book, and. Um, uh, I don't know what the editor thought it was, but I didn't actually put it down as lyrics. It ended up being posted as a poem.
0: <laughs> I, mean, it, I, mean, I, is, I mean, it is. it is. one in the same, really.
1: It, it is kind of one in the same, right? I mean, I was I giggled on that because they the, they didn't they didn't get it.
0: Yeah. But um,
1: did so they the cars, actually
0: read. Did they actually read that they were lyrics?
1: <laughs> I, I think sometimes they don't. I don't even know well, editors read every it depends which editor, right, but they definitely read and everything. I'm hoping but, they are, <laughs> but she didn't correct it's funny she didn't correct it oh because it was a poem, she didn't correct it oh that's okay, that's why okay, I just realized that that's why yeah. she didn't correct it so what's the what's the book called now? yeah, so the final book is called Dear God Letters to God um and I'll, I'll explain the construct because I think the construct is kind of cool um at least i at least I like it. <laughs> I don't care if anybody else likes it.
0: Uh, I, I wouldn't either. If I, if I mean, I wrote a cryptocurrency book, uh, how to get started in cryptocurrency. I don't care if anybody likes it. I thought it was pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's there's four parts to it. The first one, and I call them books. So there's like the book of self, which is your first part, and that, that that's the small circle, and that covers the the letters in there. The topics I'm asking God about are yesterday's, today's, tomorrow's. So your past, your present and your future. And really it's within the gray matter, right? And a lot of this conversation and and stuff and how we think about the past, what we think about the future, what our actions are today. And so it's a, I I really, it's a great, and actually listeners can go, um, if you go to the website uh, to the jar.live website, you can download that, that part of the book, the book of self. And the book of uh, the book of others which is kind of the, the next outer out circle is kind of like between you and I, Brian, between you and another, another human. And that's acceptance, forgiveness, and compassion. Great, great interpersonal skills to use, right. Approaching, you know, people, approaching, you know, people you love, people you're, you know, in a one-on-one kind of relationship, you know, having that acceptance, you know, being able to forgive people, and having some compassion for the, for the human across from you. The next one is kind of, again, that, that next outer circle, which I called um, the book of the book of all, it's kind of humanity is what you could say. And that's love, karma, and service. And so again, you know, going out to the world with, you know, love in your heart and being kind of open about it and being, you know, that that's what you kind of walk into room with um, and, and, you know, you leave places better than you found them, and you know, treat people like you want to be treated. Good karma. I think those are like, you know, probably two golden karma rules. After that, there's, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what matters after that. Um, and then the last, I kind of cover,
0: like, that kind of blanket covers everything. It's I, like, I, I think to, right, leave things better. Be a better than, human being.
1: <laughs> leave things better than you found, and and that includes humans. You know, leave oh, yeah. people leave people better than you. You know, when you come up to somebody, leave them with a smile, leave them with a heartfelt, you know, you know, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, good morning. You know, leave 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 every contact you have with a person, another human better than when you found them. And then the last one on that is service. You know, I think, you know, you're this this kind of the podcast stuff I think we do is in service to to mankind. You know, it's sharing messages that people wouldn't normally get to hear you're bringing topics for, for people who are, you know, living in, living in homes, right. You know, on the fifth wheel, et cetera, you're, you're giving them an insight and sharing, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. And it's relative cause it's, it's, you're, you're one of their, you know, you're in the tribe,
0: right. right. So
1: you're credible, right. You're coming from the tribe, right? right. And, and so you're able to go find some cool stuff and, and bring it to people. So, you know, being in service and, and it's more than that obviously. Um, but, you know, being, if you approach, your work like that or your life like that, as you go out into the world and make sure you're providing some kind of value to, to not just yourself or your family, but to humanity, um, to others. And then the last part is kind of like, you know, kind of, I figured it was squaring the circles. uh, And that was the, that was the, you know, the, the creator part or the God or higher being, whatever you're, wherever you're at on that spectrum, spiritual spectrum, and that's faith, hope, and prayer. Prayer can be mindfulness, meditation, et cetera. Um, but it's, you know, those are, those are really important attributes as well for yourself uh, and your connection to why you're here and, you know, and what the mysteries of life, right? You know, what are, what are we doing here? And you got to have some faith, you know, not just faith and, you know, belief system or, or a higher being, but faith in yourself. I think faith right. sometimes is, can be a weird word. You know, it's not always, it's not always, if it's in a book of dear God, it's probably going to be, you know, kind of going to feel kind of religious, but it's, it's a lot about faith in yourself. All my, all my songs and everything, when I'm singing about faith at the end of the day, it's got nothing to do with, got no, there's no lightning bolt coming down from the sky, bro. <laughs> you know, it's up to us and you know, you got to yeah. do your own shit.
0: I mean, what was George Michael singing, singing about? Yeah. Was he singing, you got to have faith?
1: Yeah. Different kind of, it might have been slightly different, <laughs> but there. But it's a kind of, it's a kind of faith, you know. Well, uh, right, it's a kind of faith, and yep. you know, and hope. Yep. I mean, hope is like, you know, hope is such a powerful thing for so many people, and um, I think especially in this mental health crisis that we're in, you know, so many people uh, need hope, and there's times when it's so freaking dark for people. That it feels hopeless, and um, you know you got to find that. You got to find that lighthouse. You know what's that beacon of that you can see a flash of light every once in a while that guide you, kind of guide you home. Uh, yeah,
0: so hope- I think I think that's why a lot of people. Um, I've watched a lot of people kind of get drawn to religion through that through that desire. Yes, uh, and then maybe not internalize like they. I I think that they fulfill a need with religion that, that it, it could be so much more. Like, I came at it yeah. exploring it, looking for something interesting. A lot of people go into it needing something. Mm. Um, and I think I saw it in a way different perspective because I didn't need it at the time.
1: Yeah. I think people, too, are searching. I mean, sometimes you're needing something. I think there's people also searching for answers to life in general, what the meaning, you know, why am I here? What's my purpose, the meaning of life. And, and I think sometimes that, you know, naturally, uh, uh, and even almost obviously the, the one place to find that is a, is a house of worship, whatever that looks like, you know, cause that's what, that's what the, that's what religion organized religion does kind of promise in a way, right. Is the truth of, of your origin and, uh, you know, path to salvation I think most of them, like you said, in some way, that's the end game, right? Is, you know, when you die, things are going to be okay.
0: Right. It's comforting. I mean, it's it's comforting, kind of. Yeah, sure. Oh, oh, hell hell yeah. (laughs) No, I think, yeah, some of them
1: are. I mean, the old, there are some, there are some, yeah. There's some pretty scary shit that goes on, too. (laughs) Yeah, there's some pretty scary shit. I I like the, I like the, the Buddhist, you know, it's, it's really heaven on earth, right? You're, you know, you're kind of, you know, this is, there is no kind of heaven in that way. You're, you're already here. You're you're existing among, you know, you're just on a different plane. You're already there. You're just in a different shape. And, you know, you just got to give everything away, you know, and get rid of you get as close to that. Although, you know, in some ways, I mean, not to be not to be disrespectful to Buddha, but, you know, if we are just here and we're already there and we're going back there, why not just live it up like a motherfucker while you're here? Just go burn it, man. Burn, burn it on both ends.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, they're all see you asked the questions that I asked because I wasn't I wasn't trying to find religion. I was trying to figure out right right,
1: yes and you're right so you're asking these kind of uh, interesting
0: yeah you would have
1: come to some you would have come to some different conclusions with that well
0: yeah and and i think it comes at a different time in your life and but i think it's always when you're exposed to it like when you go into it you kind of cement in it as you're learning so depending on what perspective you have as you're exposed to it could be totally different between the time you're six or the time you're 18, or the time you're 50.
1: I think it's why a lot of people come back. Come back. It's, right. It's rote, right? They're just going because the parents bring them, and they don't really, they don't, you know, your brain's not capable of relieving, really comprehending space or where you're at or, you know, what <laughs> your existence is. So you're just, a, you know, you're just five. You're just standing there. You know, some some old dude in a robe is burning a candle and mumbling You're being shit.
0: trained.
1: Yeah, you're being, and, and absolutely, you're being trained for sure you're being comforted by and it's it's a good training in a way because it's comforting and it's got that i go into a church i'll tell you man i'm immediately like i don't have any bad experiences so it's all good for me you know what i mean like right right. it's the the the, uh the sensory we're trying to think of what you call it the stimuli are all good for me right i was trained i was trained in in a safe warm environment so i got i got nothing you know for me it's, well, there's nothing
0: bad i have i have a i have a safe space too um and that's cemeteries oddly enough Cemetery's... i i spend i spend um at minimum of a, an hour a week in a new cemetery documenting headstones and uh just kind of vibing there and thinking and contemplating things
1: Lovely place to visit and look at old souls and imagine, like you said, I don't know if that's what you do. Kind of like look at the name and go.
0: Well, yeah, so so my kind of my my routine, I'll go, I go, I just kind of wander around. I don't research it at all, Uh, basically get an address and how many headstones are there to make it worth an hour trip. And then I go and I park and I wander around sometimes barefoot because I'm kind of into grounding and barefoot living, too um and just kind of observe look at some of the dates see if there's any like patterns or something uh that i want to explore a little bit more but then i'll come back and then i do five short format videos of different headstones that i pick randomly and two longer um more in depth films and then i come home and i research all the ones i picked so i do and then i research the people after the fact Um, it's been eerie some of the, the random out of 200 Ah. headstones, the one that I picked and find out this person was like, um, like the one this week I just published today. She was one of the most, uh, famed abducted females in Tennessee history. One of the most famous missing person cases. I just randomly came across her in the middle of a backwoods cemetery in Tennessee and had no idea who she was when I picked that one out of 300 in the cemetery. Well, it she just wanted it was just one that I, I she was wanted her story of. told, yeah, yeah, and that's what I wonder. Um, that's sure. how I kind of just started sure. doing it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of my church right now, I would say, because I feel that awesome. I, I feel at peace there, I guess. I can re I can just get away for a minute and um have some time there.
1: I think the grounding i I really do um, you know the grounding. I was just just listening to. Oh, it's just it was, just a, it was it actually was my podcast. I had somebody on a guest on, and they're doing nature retreats, yep. and around mental health. And a lot of it involves um, barefoot, basically being in nature and being, you know, just grounded. Like you said, yeah. getting that electrical current, you know, attaching your your I don't know your positive to the negative or your negative to the positive. But basically, I, I don't it.
0: know. I don't know what it is. I've kind of dug into it a little here and there. My wife actually started was uh who started the whole thing and then she ended up liking she started with like 10 minutes a day outside and then liked how it felt on her feet and so she started walking there's a lot of reflexology in the bottom of your feet so when you walk on like gravel you can like i can feel my shoulders tingling when the gravel hits the bottom of my feet so when you live barefoot you're constantly stimulating all those nerve endings through the reflexology so you're looser um, I think just the current, yeah how, I, how, how much it or little it doesn't really matter, but just the fact that the energy can flow is is a benefit. I don't know. Not, it's, it's nothing I've ever proven or found anybody that I was like, okay, this is legit, but I feel better when I do it. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there probably is science around it. There's science around a lot of stuff I'm finding out oh. on the men- on the mental health front. And I'm sure, I wouldn't be surprised if there's there's legit science around it. I mean, we are electrical currents,
0: right? We're electrical beings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I just don't, I, I don't find the, I don't find the need. I, like I dug in enough to understand it. And the first time I went for a walk on a gravel road and my shoulders tingled and it felt like I was getting a massage and then all of a sudden they released. I said, okay, there's something to this. And she looked at me and she's like, mm-hmm. Just that that you know, that wife that wife that wifey look. So. Yeah, I told you so when I thought she, <laughs> she threw away all her shoes. <laughs> the wifey
1: look. There's nothing worse than that. I mean
0: or, or I, better. I deserve it. I deserve it quite often.
1: Yeah, it might have been. That's actually pretty good. You're pretty lucky if you got the wifey look like that. And she's like, Yeah, I told you so. She got one off on you.
0: Yeah, she does. She does. She gets. She gets. Uh, she gets the best of me in the the most opportune times, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh. but anyway. So you wrote. So you wrote your book. You are you still in Thailand while you're writing your book? Yeah, I'm still a little bit in Thailand. I'm in. I'm in uh, Thailand.
1: I started it. I ended up in India. I took a job in India, so I was kind of unemployed in Thailand for a bit. Ended up in India for a year. It was really a great place. To kind of form because India's just got such a a weird creative place, right? I felt like I was at some sort of like a vortex. And the, in the madness, I mean, the city, I was in Mumbai, and Mumbai is absolutely bananas mad. I mean, there's just people everywhere. It's so busy. It's so chaotic. Um, so many, many people. But and still, there's this energy. Right. This can't be explained. And I, and I, I crushed a lot of the structure. I got the word, the structure down really in India. Um, And I got the words done in Vietnam. I really finished the book in Vietnam and that's where I plant. And, you know, it's kind of weird, Brian, somewhere in there, I don't really know what happened honestly. And I don't know how the idea came. I don't, I don't know where, you know, but the, the book, and this idea to you know to get out of corporate right you know i like what is my third act right this is a great i stole this from a guest you know and for me it was i want to i need to get back i need an exit strategy is what i was calling it i need to get back home i mean i'm stuck in asia i got a job i'm making a fat salary but i'm you know it's torture at the same time right it's a hard job it's a crazy life and i'm far away from my family for a long time um and and if I stay, I stay like I'm gone for five, six years right? or I go and I start over in a way and I got a chance to get 20 years in front of me of something fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. And And so I chose me in a way. And I think when I made that commitment and I think when I started kind of imagining over the horizon i think you guys were probably like this how do we get out of here right and you talked about two years of planning you start yeah. to you start to visualize life on the road right you i would imagine you're imagining driving your your fifth wheel around you got the camp right you're where are we going to park how are we going to find you know food what about the kids you start to think through all this stuff and that, and i was doing that same thing in vietnam writing the book and planning and somewhere I, it's still unclear to me but i ended up with i got this book the book really would be was a silent partner and i came up with the idea of a podcast and when i'm writing the book this number four is popping up in my head like everywhere i'm going and it's four and then it's four four and four 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 so it was triple four was just the every the weirdest places it was coming up I'd be at a restaurant, like a hotel restaurant. The first day they sat me at table four. I come down the next day, table 44. I get in a taxi driver in Hong Kong, my fare 44.4. 4. Like we are these pictures of stuff that happened to me. It's like, it's nuts. <laughs> and so four, like, it was obvious that, f- you know, somehow four was a number. And, and I ended up with, I ended up coming to the idea that I was going to travel to 111 cities to do this podcast and visit and interview 444 people interested and interested and that's what I done I did I created this thing called the jar podcast and um, and it's where I sit down with somebody in their home and we have an interview we have a discussion i used the i used the book because I had this weird thing is I'm not an interviewer. I don't know, I don't know jack all about interviewing. And interviewing is a skill. Like
0: well, wait, a, hold on, hold on. You said you were in sales, right? Yeah. Okay. You I, I could talk.
1: Okay. I'm an, an interviewer.
0: You, but you, if you were a successful salesperson, you interviewed your clients and figured yeah. out how to sell them the product.
1: It's still, yeah, it's true. I, I'll give you the. I was a bartender.
0: That's that's where I gain the skill oh you're a good yeah. talk and listen. Yeah, and, and listen get, get out of people and you know have that conversation. So oh, I, a, the, sales, the sales is where you came off. Um, uh, but I understand going into it going, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Uh,
1: that that was mainly it, right? I don't and then it it's probably yeah, a hidden skill, right? That yeah. just needed to be retooled, just retooled a bit, right? It's a good somebody way. needed
0: to just say, Hey, you're pretty good at this. <laughs>
1: I can now say it like I'm, I'm a decent, like now I'm, I'm good. At the jo- I'm good at the job. It took me, you know, it took me some time, but I got, I'm a learner. I think most people figure stuff out when they're, when yeah. they're in it. And um, so I've, I've got, it's been fantastic. I started on April 4th. Um, I bought a van, you know, back in the day, got some stickers on it from a friend, you know, my friends in the business kind of, so I got this great looking van. I got these, I took, the book, so I'll back up a little bit. I took the book and I sat down after I'd after I'd written the book and I sat down and put one letter at a time up on the computer and a blank sheet on the other side. And I wrote like 10 questions from that letter. And I just kept doing that every night, every night and day, night and day for I don't know how long. Like I was I can't remember what happened, I was deep in some hole. And I came out of the rabbit hole and I had 444 questions preprinted for people from the book source material source of the question is, is from the book. So okay. the jar is filled with these questions about your yesterdays, your, your todays, your tomorrows, your accept about acceptance, forgiveness, compassion, love, karma, service, faith, hope, prayer. And we sit down and you randomly pull one question out and we talk about it. And you pull another one out. And people's stories come out through the jar.
0: Fantastic. It,
1: it's so fun to watch.
0: I, I can't, o- I, yeah. I, um, the, the lead into it, like the lead up to the first interview is more than enough of a story to be its own story let alone all the stories that come out of what you did
1: yeah and that last i mean i'll tell you getting everything together knowing never having done any of this right no idea how to do a pod i would never done a podcast never recorded one episode uh and i'm doing field recording so i have to be able to set up in somebody's in in the weirdest places right and, and set up and record a quality show and move on to the next show and so and the pace I, I am just also this last week. I've just been going bloody fucking hell. This pace is relentless. It, I mean, every four days, I move cities. Okay. And I interview four people in every city.
0: So you have four days to knock out four interviews. And how so, how long how long are you doing? How long are your episodes?
1: The episode, the actual on mic, is about an hour and a half hour 15 to an hour 30 and then we got some pre-mic and post-mic so it's about three you know it's almost sometimes it's for sure never less than two hours something Right, right and then quite often you know it's longer i mean i just was at this I was you're, just ha- you're
0: having a chat in somebody's house. It's never like, "Hey, gotta go." Like when we get to an hour here, I respect your time, and and I have a schedule, so I have this this buffer window. Like I go, "Okay, fifty minutes to an hour and a half max." Uh, and yeah, we go, "Hey, man, it's good. We gotta go." Click done, and we yes. do our separate ways. When you're sitting next to somebody and you're like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude. I gotta walk." <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> and. I- and it's been great bearing it's been great hearing about your your personal traumas and your you know your life and hearing all this personal stuff and uh, but you know wham bam thank you ma'am gotta go podcast gotta move on about <laughs> but the other day I, I, sh- I rocked up to this place here. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi, and I rocked up to, to go see Purtis Williams and Purtis God bless this guy, he got up at about five in the morning. Mississippi Southern hospitality and barbecue the baddest fucking ribs I'd ever had. Uh, seriously, the best ribs I've ever had in my life. I, I come in at yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting there with Curtis and where he's like, it's Mississippi. You just grab it right off the grill, my friend. And I'm like, we're We're just sitting there. And you know, by, by 10, 15, we were best friends.
0: Nice. nice. Yeah. We- I can, I can only imagine the, the personal connections that you're making. Like it, you're making great. 400 and you're, you're out of, what is the, what is the number of people that someone can interact with? It's like, 200 oh, yeah. it's like 200 and so I don't even know. It's, it's less than 444. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm definitely, um, and it is, it's a really interesting, some, obviously some connections are stronger. It's very intimate. The interview is for sure intimate and you know, we obviously can break away pretty easily generally. And some people really do. It hits people different. Yeah. You know, some people are really uh, emotionally moved by the process because it is kind of a process, right? You do really share quite deeply, and um, the questions are are not what's your favorite color, like right. you jump right into the dirt.
0: I mean, it's it's um, where where are you sourcing your where are you sourcing your guests?
1: Yeah. So we do. Um, it's a good question. We do a real simple Facebook ad. And uh, we just say, hey, Jar's coming to Memphis, Tennessee, be a guest. And, nice. you know, yeah, we're starting to put some, we actually just, and it's kind of, a, there's an interesting thing that's happened, um, which is, which in my own experience in life is is the normal reaction. Um, but it's kind of funny. You know, we've always been very open on the interviews. First come, first serve. We didn't have a real big um bar to get in we weren't discriminating against this person or that person you know if you fill the form out first you're in and right. we just kind of let we just let the universe sort it out <laughs> and it's worked really well i mean our guests have all been great i can honestly say i haven't had a ba- i haven't had a bad guest and right. this has been a great approach um but it's it's also there's opportunities to leverage the show now like you said i, I have a story now you know, when I started in, in April, you know, I was just an idiot with a van and a lunatic idea. No one would interview me, um, you know, because I was, you know, I don't know why, because I was that guy. And now, though, it's a year later and I've, you know, been to 70 cities. I've done 230 interviews. Um, so it's now it's a story, you know, now right. it's a, you know, now it's a real story. Um, but, you know, here we are, man. It's it's been the f- the most interesting part is this, this pace, you know, to get to, to December, I was a little bit fried and, you know, in the middle of December, I took a break, much needed, it turned into a longer break than I thought because um, I had a good place to sit outside and look at the, and just stare out at the universe, you know, stare out at the wood, actually Georgia woods. Nice. And um, I just, I was, I think at the end, I was just surprised at the mental health, The the level of mental health issues that that I'd seen, you know, the 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 questions are pretty heavy. I can
0: imagine. (laughs) I mean, really, really, I can only I can only imagine. So, where you listed, I I was just contemplating the book, and then you're like, yeah, and so I just took these, took the book, and then I made questions, and I'm like, okay, um, yeah, like whoa, this is this is some this isn't. uh, I'm gonna grab a couple. Hold on yeah you're good <laughs> josh says uh come to new hampshire i'll blow uh, <laughs> he'll blow his mind and uh yeah if you uh so uh two of my listeners here one of them says if you come up to new hampshire he'll uh, he'll give you uh he'll give you a story <laughs> <laughs> i know it. i know several of the things he might be referring to and then another uh, another listener says you got to make it up uh seattle way we have somebody that would definitely have you over to his house and uh you guys it's would tough. talk probably for eight hours
1: um you can if you get over to the jar.live you can see my map uh okay. there is a kind of a where's waldo map uh, i use road trippers and um and and I, unfortunately i started in Olympia, Washington. Okay. So I've done I've done Washington and I did New Hampshire.
0: Um they're going to have to travel to you I guess.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a bummer. Um uh, but there might be other listeners in my path.
0: Oh, for uh, sure. So- yeah, oh, I have I mean I have your link. I'll have your links in uh in the video description and and the yeah. audio notes and stuff. So I I encourage people to see if if you're on the path cuz especially if they want to um, uh, yeah, he divulge can't... all their all divulge all their inner demons on uh, on air.
1: <laughs> Brian, it would be cool if I interview one of your if I interview one of your listeners. That would be so oh, much man. fun.
0: You could you could find out how much I've damaged them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really good if the questions are coming up. Well, you know, have you ever been hurt like a cut so deep that it can't heal? Well, Brian did on the podcast one day, <laughs> make fun yeah. of people. With, I mean, you know, I mean, we do. We mustaches. have a Telegram
0: group. We have a Telegram group that gets a little, um, gets a little raucous at times. I should say, um, we're we're all a bunch of anarchists. So I came, I came out of the self-reliance, um, self-reliance kind of anarchist, voluntarist oh, community, um, okay, homesteading and uh, self-sufficiency, and that's where I was. That's the space I was in. It built all my networks. Before we launched, and so I've moved oh. into in the last six to nine months into the the nomad RV communities, and like some have come t- over to the group, and they're like, "Whoa!" Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're used to seeing uh, the family RV trip to the campgrounds, and we're like staying in a watermelon field in Texas, talking about. Um, how everybody should be free and and just mind their own fucking business.
1: (laughs) We should all, we should all be libertarians, man.
0: I mean, Um, yeah, we, we, we kind of just poo poo the whole system and ignore it and um, do our own thing and take care of ourselves. That's, that's kind of us. So.
1: Nothing wrong with that. Don't need the government.
0: (laughs) Oh, I mean, yeah, we're, yeah, we just ignore it. We, we've been, we've, we've realized that um, it's all, a a game in a theater and it's not worth my time paying attention to or worrying about because does it really affect me on a day-to-day basis so we've we focus on taking care of ourselves and raising our own food or building skills or um you know that kind of thing instead of focusing on left right red blue we don't give a shit
1: well, and you can't. It's difficult to see, you know, having an impact or making a big change on it, right? In relative to the amount of effort it would take to to try and do that. So you're much seems you'd be much happier. Yeah, with, I so
0: mean, circle of influence, circle of control. You know that whole uh, that whole deal. Um, and yeah. So we just talk about things that actually matter, hard skills and and that kind of stuff. and then then I threw it all away and went on the road. Um, and I think I built those connections to um, to network through. And some of the connections I've made through the the self-reliance communities, uh unbelievable just unbelievable I, i'm getting to travel around and meet them at this point so you're going around and interviewing people i'm i'm going around and i'm always landing close to a community member or clo- close enough to be able to interact with them personally and so that's kind of my uh, my dig out of the whole travel that,
1: thing that's kind of cool and are you moving
0: every is there any any um, rhythm to
1: what you well, your movement
0: so my wife still works full time remote for a um for a hospital doing scheduling. Okay. And um, I, I am taking some time off to build all of this stuff with the, the, the revenue from the house. And we moved every week um, to two weeks for a couple months. And then we sat down for the winter while we closed on our house because we, we left and we hadn't sold our place yet. We just, uh... we weren't going to do another Minnesota winter. And so when I asked the realtor, I was like, um can we you handle this can we do this all like from somewhere else and he's like yeah that's fine uh i said if we don't sell it by cold time can you have somebody come in and winterize the place and then de-winterize it in the spring and sell it and he's like yeah i said all right we're not going back and we just left um i was like i'm not I'm not i'm not spending another minnesota winter and if if we had, had stayed, we would have had to winterize oh the trailer. And we would have been there until April. And so it was either leave, we leave, we had a festival we were going to in Tennessee um, in, the, in October, and we said, okay, well, we're going to leave before that, and we're not going to come back. And so we did. <laughs> and then we closed. Wow. We, spent, we spent four weeks in Texas at, over the winter, and uh sold the property while we were there and then kind of made a routine we were we were really comfortable where we were at we had a really nice place we were staying at and um so we hung out there and then we took off we moved every saturday um to a new location until we got up here to tennessee and now we were we've sat down here for a little bit to help somebody work on some property and figure out what the next step is so we kind of move for a month and then we sit down for a month or two and then we move every week for a couple months and figure out what else we want to do go where money is and work is like i have a shitload of hard skills um yeah that are cash ready like i can go work for somebody a contractor as day labor or shit like that like and i have marketable skills so yeah that's kind of our our gig
1: Love it, man. And my
0: my, my listeners here are saying uh he's a good housewife. I'm a I'm a happily kept man. Um yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with hard skills, baby. Yeah, that's, I mean, they, that's they the only way you're being...
0: well the one guy I went down and worked with him for four months in his butcher shop and helped him cut deer. Oh, and very cool. For, you know, that was that was uh that was my winner in Texas was a listener that I ended up um being able to go down and and help him with his business over the winter. So that was fun. Oh, well, that's
1: cool. Like, did you know, well, did you know how to do, did you know how to harvest meat pretty well? Uh, I mean, I I
0: worked, I lived on a homestead. I processed all my own meat. Um, Mm I cut up a deer, but he was doing like every day, making sausage out of it. Making Right, so you you uh,
1: learned a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I learned a lot from him. Uh, We also did, um, he did some wild hogs while I was there. And things like that. So, oh, wow! I, I basically ran a vacuum sealer for four months, but I did get to learn a lot. <laughs> and uh, we we also brainstormed all day every day uh, in in the shop because he's kind of like me. We're hundred miles an hour with uh, ideas and brainstorming and shooting ideas back and forth that basically spiraled more ideas. So, it was it was a very interesting four months. Let's just say that.
1: That is very cool. Very cool. Oh, you're just living the dream right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I'm living the dream too. I mean, I'm moving every four days. I got my own little I got my little sprinter van, you know, although I'm not living in it. I'm a little bit weak sauce compared to you guys.
0: No, no, uh, we were talking about that before. And I uh I was like, I thought you you had built out a van. You said you were living in a hotel. Like, there's definitely days where I'm like, that sounds pretty fucking nice. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I love it. I love this. I love transitioning from a huge farmhouse yeah. into a trailer. I love every aspect of it. But man, I, uh, I told the story to my audience. We stayed at a hip camp up in, Tex- in Texas on our travels up to Tennessee. And the guy was building like an off-grid homestead kind of thing there. And he had a shower, an outdoor heated propane shower. Um, I'm six foot five. I don't fit in an RV shower. I don't give a, give a shit what RV shower it is. I will not fit in it. And so, that's a bummer. Showering from September until, um, we stayed at this place was like a pain in the ass. Like it is what it is. Like I use it to get clean. I used to shower, take a hot shower like two or three times a day, uh, with the work I did. Just get the gas and oil smell out of you. Well, anyway. This guy, he he leaves for a few days and I, I sent him a message I'm like, dude, do you mind if I use your outdoor shower? Can I take it out? I took an hour and a half outdoor on-demand propane heater, water shower, standing in this guy's backyard. Was it just the, the most contact. amazing
1: thing? <laughs>
0: dude, I never realized... <laughs> how wonderful a shower could be until I stood there for an hour and a half in the hot water watching the sunset. And I was like, all right. Like it convinced me to buy one that I'm going to buy. And just like, I'll hang the thing in a tree and put a, put a a laundry or a a shower curtain around me on a tree. I've seen them
1: now, right? They've got, they've got some pretty legit outdoor showers for for the RV life.
0: This one basically, um, it was hooked up to a water pump. It had a propane tank. And, uh, or I walked over. He's like, All you got to do is use your propane. And I had like four propane tanks with me. So I just walked over with my propane tank hooked <laughs> it up, turned the thing on, and it was hot water, like as much as I could want until I ran out of propane. Well, I had three 30 pound propane tanks yeah. and a 20 pound propane tank. Uh- I was taking a damn shower. <laughs>
1: that was especially like you said i can't imagine being six foot five and you're trying to get into a a trailer no man that's just just to get clean
0: yeah i uh i mean i make it work it is what it is but um man i ended up taking another one in the morning before we left i'm like i don't know and then i talked to one of my listeners who's a truck driver and he he just does day routes, and he's like dude i can get you showers fucking pilot (laughs)
1: Pilots got a good shower system.
0: They do. I was a gas. I was a fuel tech, uh, a gas pump tech, for five years before we hit the road. Oh and yeah, so I you know at truck stops yeah. all the time.
1: Yeah, you know that yeah. story. I
0: love yeah. That. So anyway, um, we got about five minutes left here. Yeah. I usually give um, my guest an opportunity to kind of um, first. I want you to talk about your podcast, where you're headed the next little bit, hmm. where people okay. can kind of look for your episodes but then kind of give me a closer um a message for the audience to uh to walk Mm. away with as is kind of what you're a podcaster you interview people i'm sure you have lots of messages you'd like to send so tell me about your podcast where people can find it the website i'll have it linked down um but where you're headed soon and then some closing thoughts and we'll we'll get you out of here on time
1: yeah, sure. Uh, Brian, again, man, thanks a bunch. I, I totally appreciate it. And great to meet you and what you're doing. This, this kind of lot project stuff is bananas. When I saw it, I was like, I'm not really sure if I'm a good fit, but, but actually the conversations were like this and I'm like, oh, we'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, my interviews are way different than my daily. My interviews, yeah, yeah. I just want to hear people's stories just like you, just like you. I, I want to hear why people are doing where they're, where they're going they're- and why.
1: You know, I'm super lucky. I'm headed down to Baton Rouge, so I got a little bit of a south dip, and then I'm straight north. I'm going up to uh, Missouri. I end up in Springfield in Missouri, end up in uh, Springfield, Illinois, cut across a little bit, go south to Texas, go back up north to Colorado, and then I kind of head out the rest of west and a lot of time in Cali. Um, So it's like I said, every four days I'm moving, people can go to the website, thejar.live. And that's the best place you can find everything there. Just go jar.live. If you put your email in, uh, the prompt will come up, drop your email in, you'll get the confirmation link and then you can download that first part of the book.
0: Okay. And it's, are you, are you booked out through the whole process? Have you figured out the whole
1: route? Yeah. With I got, I got flexibility. You know, I'm the good news is I'm, I am the judge, the jury, and so, if I need, right. to add I was a city just wondering, I'm not switch, necessarily
0: dates, but but locations. Have you decided yeah, yeah. what the whole route is? Well,
1: mostly, I okay. mean the the anchor city, Brian, is the capital of the state. Okay. So when I picked 111 cities, I kind of was like, okay, shoot, how do I do this? I'm like, yeah. this isn't like like damn it, I don't know, like I don't know 111 cities, and so I thought, okay, well, the easy thing is just go to every state capital and I'm like okay. basically halfway home. And okay. so that so that's my anchor and then I usually pick one or two more and I've got a lot of room between here and Portland where I finish. I have a lot of flexibility. So if there's any listeners out there and you got to you know you want to highlight what you're doing or you know maybe the butcher you know, down in Texas, sure. maybe I'd go see the butcher in Texas or you know, we, <laughs> he, we, would, we, he
0: you know. would he would absolutely scare the living bejesus out of you. He grew he grew up in a in a ultra religious uh homeschool. Family, oh so. man
1: well as long as i'm not working a, a a sealer bag and i can just come in and we can have a chat
0: oh no no he he you guys can have some <laughs> conversations that would that would blow your your mind if you want to talk re- like the conversations we had on a daily basis oh yeah he'd, he'd twist you up for for a good five six hours for sure
1: i'd be great to have a good spiritual conversation so you know anybody along the way um i'd, I'd love to chat and, and like i said i have a lot of obviously i've got total control over where i go within some reason um if it's along the path um so that's kind of what i'm doing i'm working on another book i've started a mental i started you see my name is got the jar foundation so mm-hmm. i did start a non um and people can keep an eye, you know, come register to the website, and you know that'll also give you a chance to hear more about that. And and really, I'm, I have taken a big interest in, and I've gotten a passion around mental health. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm floored by the conversations I'm having from the jar, and so I've started a, a different podcast where I do it on StreamYard as well, and it's about mental health, real short, real punchy, um, but just to kind of start to get my own knowledge up there. Good. Nice. You know, and I think I mean, I think I steal, you know, closing messages from so many um, you know the common themes. Right. And, you know, and it's it's really around, you know, people's individuals, meaning, you know, the mental health messages that people give and the, the message of encouragement, which is, you know, one is you're good enough. You know, we all want to get better. Right. I think we're all aspiring to do better in life and, you know, get better places and do better for our families, better for ourselves, better for our partners. But. You know, today, when you're looking in the mirror, you're good enough like you are. And that'll get you through the day. And, you know, you, you can aspire to be better and make the plans. But, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't, you know, don't put yourself in the crapper because you're not good enough or, or don't let other people tell you that. That's bullshit. Um, and the other one is, you know, whatever we're going through when we, you know, good and bad. Well, say not good and bad. Whatever you're going through, rough spots, you're not alone. Um. You know, and that's been such a good, powerful message for me to hear from. I mean, so many guests have talked about this. You know, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. There's other people going through it. Um, hard to imagine. Um, but, you know, there are other people in your in your situation. And, and there's people who are willing to listen and people willing to help. So I kind of, you know, say if you're in a dark tunnel, man, you're a dark place, spread your fingers, reach your arms out. There's other people around you. You feel like you're alone in the tunnel, but you're not really alone. There's a lot of other people in that dark place. Um, so do reach out and ask for help. And, you know, you'd be surprised if people need your help. You know, you might be in a place where you can help somebody else as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot of people out there not just willing to help, but are looking for people to help.
1: There's uh, people. absolutely. There's yes. people that have
0: been helped up and people that have been helped out that feel a desire to find someone to help. So
1: absolutely,
0: it's not even a fact that you're bothering. There's 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 plenty of people out there that it it will actually fulfill their desire to help you.
1: Yeah, you're actually going to do them a favor by saying, hey, can can we talk? I'm having a I'm having a bad day. You know, my my thoughts are pretty shitty. You know, I I sure could use someone to help kind of, you know, I had a dream, you know, I had a dream last, last night. I had something before I went to bed kind of put me in a bad way. Just got my head my head conversation all jacked up, like a little bit of adrenochrome or whatever it was. And sure enough, man, four o'clock in the morning, what did I wake up? What was I thinking about? That same stupid, yep. you know, poo-poo. And my, just my brain talk was so poor, I got up and took a hot shower. I stood in the shower for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And you know what happened? I started thinking about something else. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I went back to sleep and I got a good couple hours of sleep and I woke up, I felt great. And all that other stuff was behind me. So, nice. I mean, just, you know, whatever you're going through, peeps, you know, it's going to get, you know, you're going to get through it. And look, we're all just, man, walking each other home on this crazy ass spinning ball racing just be through the
0: people, man. Just be good to people.
1: Give some grace, bro. I got to tell you, like, thank you for the saying that because it reminds me. That's the other one is you just don't know what people are going through behind you in the, you know, behind you in the line at the grocery store at the gas station when they're pulling in. Everybody at the gas, it's a shit show in a gas station. That's the worst place of humanity on the planet. People running in there with their cars. They got their fancy car. It's their ego. They're trying to get gas. or going somewhere. Everybody's in a fucking hurry. Nobody wants to get gas until they absolutely need it. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is a place where they're just going there with a sense of humor and show some grace. And, you know, <laughs> otherwise, man, life is tough. Uh, Brian, thanks so much, man. I really oh man, appreciate no, you.
0: no problem. I really appreciate you coming on. I will make sure everybody uh, checks out that link in the in my show notes and uh, your podcast and your foundation keeps an eye out on your route. I appreciate you being here, and uh, I'm thanks. sure we'll talk again, my man.
1: Thanks, everybody. Peace out, right. and uh, talk to you soon. All
0: right, thank you. All right, that was a great chat with Ken Stearns. Uh, you definitely scroll down, check the link, grab his podcast, take a listen, listen to these interviews. Um, the, the scope of the questions, the topics of the questions, I can only imagine the conversations that are had. So do yourself a favor, check it out, check out the podcast, check out the foundation. This has been another episode of lots to talk about. I appreciate you hanging out and listening and we'll talk to you next time.